What's up, riders? This is Shogun. Welcome back to the Trials Garage Radio Podcast. This month, I'm joined by Professor Fat Shady Live of the University of Trials, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his history in gaming, and of course, our topic in the Trials Garage this month is difficulty in Trials games. What's up, Professor? Hey, hey. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How you doing down under there? It's it's a little late for you. It's kind of the middle of the afternoon for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, 10 p.m. and uh, warm already, <laughs> man. It's it's yeah, it's starting to heat up here already. Which oh, is that's crazy right. It's summer. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Come in the summer. We're leaving summer. Uh, I'm jealous. Yep. All right. So uh, so let's launch into it. So normally with the, the Trials Garage Radio here, uh, we like to talk about people's kind of history in the game industry. But of course, uh, you're uh, not in the game industry. Uh, you Gaming is your hobby and uh, something you kind of do on the side. So maybe you could give us a, a little brief history of just like your your time as a gamer. Yeah. All right. No problems. Um, and I realized, by the way, Shogun, this is kind of like an awkward first date, isn't it? It's kind of like getting to know each other. I, I kind of know you, but don't. Let, let's pretend we don't. Let's get into this again. Sure. Sure. All right. My, We're my, my, that's right. That's right. So look, my my background in gaming. I mean, my first recollection of gaming probably goes back to Atari twenty six hundred, which will give you an idea of my age. Um, Pitfall, I think, was my first gaming experience. I have no idea who even owned the console. If it was mine or someone else's, but it was in the house. This is sounding very familiar to me. Very. Familiar. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I, and I actually, I don't even know, like, I don't think I can name another game on the Atari 2600. Because Wonder Boy was like later on, right? Yeah, that was different console. So no, I'm, I'm trying to think because I remember Pitfall as well, but I don't remember yeah. what else. We had like two other games. <laughs> it was right. my friend. My friend had the Atari 2600. It wasn't yep. even mine. I went over to his mm-hmm. place to play it. Yep. Um, and there was Pitfall and two other games, but I can't remember what they were. Yeah, like it's, my <laughs> recollection is that there was one game for that console, and that was that was all there it was. was. Pitfall. All right, that's Fair right, enough. that's right. Um, and then again, and looking at, and then yeah, moved on to what Mega Mega Drives and well, you know, Master Systems and all that type of stuff. So that's kind of where I started in gaming. But I'll be honest, I didn't really get into gaming and call myself a gamer until I was probably in high school and things like the first Colin McRae Rally. Uh, PS1, I think. Um, that was probably when I think I, I really sort of said, okay, I, I think I'm actually a gamer now. This is kind of what I want to do with my, my spare time. Still, still sounded very familiar. I think we've <laughs> shared shared similar <laughs> life experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's not go through your entire discography of games that you've played, um, and let's move it along to trials now. So, what? When did you get introduced to trials? What was your first kind of trials? Um, I think so. I, I've got a, a cousin of mine who is very big into like sim racing and for someone on their forums they had like a whole little community group going and someone on their forums posted about Trials HD. Uh, I think that came out what August? Am I getting it right? I think it was 2009. August 2009. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it was like the first week of September 2009. Uh, I think when it was still with what was the summer of arcade or something so, it was yep, part of. Yep, 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 yep. And yeah, someone posted about it on their forums and said, "Hey, this is cool." And for me at the time, my son was I think six months old, and I'd gone from a period of my life where I was able to sit down and play games for you know three hours in a session to being able to maybe spend five minutes at a time before as kid was screaming or crying or needed food or nappies or something so for me trials just found that sweet spot where it was a game that you could pick up for five minutes or for two hours and you still felt like you achieved something you didn't have to invest in a story you could play it when you were sleep deprived um and yeah for, for whatever reason it was just that that perfect moment in my life where trials hd and my life circumstances kind of aligned awesome awesome 
So, uh, so like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to get into the kind of difficulty. And of course, you started the University of Trials. But before that, I'd like to just kind of tough or touch really briefly on the uh, Trials HD and Evo Riddles, because that's really kind of where a lot of people first started to hear the name Fat Shady Live in the Trials community. Yeah, and I think yeah, I mean, I, I'd been I'd been pretty active on the forums before that, from you know throughout sort of two thousand nine, two thousand ten, trying to find various other sort of community people, and uh, for yeah, I think it was part of being an active member on the forums. The Easter egg thread got posted about Trials HD, and I I, I don't know why. I think it just tapped into that sort of curiosity that some of us have, where. You know, we, we just found these random clues and nobody could figure out what they were or what they were related to. One of the clues kind of made sense to me, so I joined in on the conversation and I was kind of hooked from there on. So uh, it became this sort of, I don't know, there's just this whole other part of the game. So, I mean, I was enjoying hanging out, hanging out with community people. I was enjoying the game for what it was, but there was just this whole other thing that when you didn't want to play... It just gave you another completely separate thing to stimulate your mind and keep you interested. And, you know, it'd be daydreaming at work about what all these crazy clues were relating to. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then as I got sort of further into it, I, uh, you know, I ended up getting the opportunity to make uh, the Trials HD Riddle reveal video um, that I sort of collaborated with uh, Auntie uh, on, you know, I I think it was years after the fact. Um, it took us that that long to get to the bottom, uh, and that was really for me, I guess, a way to give back to the community, but also, I guess, to Auntie to you know try and make you know, something of the answer because it was such a great journey. And for people that weren't on the journey, for people that weren't participating in that riddle hunt, um, yeah, I, I kind of wanted them to you know I wanted to take them on a bit of a journey and explain you know how awesome that whole sort of you know, experience was. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, I think it's on your youtube channel i'm i'm not sure <laughs> i can't remember where it is now i'm not um, sure where, we, where that was posted yeah but trials hd riddle yeah. video on youtube you go, go ahead and search yep. it you can find it maybe we can put it in the description of uh this podcast you can we can that, just that, link that right to it that'd be professional right and if yeah. if i remember correctly uh it came out right before evo launched and was in fact the first time that we met was when you came to the studio after that and it yeah, was when yeah, we were yeah, still yeah. at the old office. Um, yeah, the brown timber. And we had you on it, 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 actually, Red Links TV. <laughs> yeah, season, season two, episode one. Not that I favorited it or anything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Come on, man. That was I, I got. I was a Trials fan, and I got to go to the Red Link studio and you know hang out with you guys and meet you. And even though I'd sort of interacted um, you know online for a period of time, it's a very weird. You know, it's, it's one thing to sort of engage with developers and community people on a forum and feel like you're friends. To actually fly to the other side of the world and sit in the office where this is your workplace, like, you know, it goes from being a, you know, just a hobby fun thing that I do in my spare time and I'm sitting in someone's business and it was a very daunting <laughs> and very nervous experience. I've been back a few times sure. since, so I've kind of got to know people, but yeah, that first time, man, that was nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I got to say, it was really awesome for me too. At the time, like I wasn't doing community work yet. I was... You know, I was coming off being a level designer and I was working on the Trials Evo editor tutorials at that time. Oh, uh, okay, that okay. That was the first time I got to meet, you know, somebody from the community in real life, you know, besides the other people that actually got jobs at the studio. Yeah, uh, like level Trials designers. HD, that, yeah, you know, yeah, which was yeah. basically uh, Lee Rowland and uh, Consta. Mm. Um, um, so and, you know, of course, since then, I've started doing community work and now I've gotten the opportunity to meet a lot of our players in real life. And it really is like one of my favorite things about the job is just to to get to meet all these awesome people from around the world who kind of like all share this same like passion. 
Yeah, and look, and I, and I, you know, I'm a I'm a massive Red Links fanboy. I don't sort of hide that fact, but I, you know, I've got to give you know a, again a big sort of thanks and acknowledgement to the fact that you know as an organization you care enough to engage with the you know with the community, right? And and I mean, yeah, I, I've personally sort of participated in that. But who was it? Um, was it Bradders that went to some expo with sort of? Yeah, Bradders was just at Gamecoms. You've had people go to Helsinki. You've had uh, what was it? There's the there's a some form of Finnish game conference that you guys have that I think uh, Inquisitor Finn went to. Um, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff that you guys have done, and so much community involvement. I'm um, yeah. I, I couldn't be happier as someone that's sort of, you know, on the other half of the world to feel like I can participate in all this and not feel isolated is pretty amazing. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. And of course, we we love our fans and we love to get to do stuff with our fans. Uh, I, honestly, I wish we could do even more, but, you know, we, we do what we can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now let's let's move on to the kind of the meat of this discussion, which is mm. kind of difficulty uh in trials games and uh so let's start it off with uh what first gave you the idea to start the university of trials um i have to give uh, credit uh am i allowed to mention a popular gaming blog on this channel yeah go, go for it go for Why it not? we're um, free hands here that's right that's right um okay so look the the editor for kotaku australia uh I, I was i was a very active member before i was on the sort of you know on the trial scene that was kind of the place in the gaming community that i kind of hung out with uh, being an aussie and yeah the editor was a recently appointed editor mark serrells um got uh, he, he started talking about trials and he sort of introduced himself hey i'm the new editor of this site by the way i love trials and instantly i like ran to this dude and i'm like this is cool i need to <laughs> I, I, I need to let you know that this is my thing um and he was talking about inferno 2 and i remember i may and he and he was struggling so much he faulted out and i mean that that track to me was where i faulted out uh you know for people that sort of see i mean i'm i'm what 560 medals now and you know all the platinums and all the rest of it and i'm far from the best but you know I, i've got reasonably good at the, but i can remember when i couldn't it couldn't complete uh inferno 2 and i faulted out on that multiple times and you know it just kept hitting my head against the brick wall and it was on the buddy the the angled pallets if you remember those things on inferno 2 sure sure yep and after getting through that and you know and, and i did it the hard way right i didn't have tutorials i didn't watch anything i just kept practicing and kept faulting until it made sense but then hearing somebody else that was passionate about the game, but kind of got to the point where they were stuck and to the point where they were frustrated and were going to leave and were sort of like, oh, I've, I've done as much as I can, but I'm stopping and I'm going to go play something else. And that to me, like, hurt me because I'm like, if you just get <laughs> past that part, there's so much to unlock. And, and it's just this awesome adventure and this feeling of frustration and then relief when you do something and it's sort of competing against yourself. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, um, first person shooters and stuff because you feel like you're, you know, for you to succeed, someone else has to lose. Whereas with trials, you can succeed and your friend can succeed and you can both succeed differently together and both feel good about yourselves. Even, even though, you know, whether you're competing against yourself or, you know, each other, you kind of it just this is a different feeling of competition this game brings out. So to hear people that sort of get stuck and leave because it got too hard, um, you know, that, that I love the fact that this game is hard, and I really wanted you know people that have got that persistence and got that desire. I wanted to help them get through it. So I made him, you know, I I put up an iPhone uh, on a you know like a, a suction cap 
you know, one of these things that goes on a windshield, right? I literally sure. put my, my iPhone pointed at my PC monitor, used the microphone in the iPhone to record uh, two videos. I think at the moment they've had 300 views in total. Um, so they weren't very popular, but I put it up on my YouTube channel just for this guy. And I gave him a checkpoint by checkpoint walkthrough of how to complete Inferno 2. And, and he did it and it helped him and he was very grateful. And that was about 2011. And then it wasn't until about 2000, late 2012 when Ubisoft Australia sort of got in contact with me and said, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing a couple of videos, just some local content. You know, can you can you make us something? You're the trials guy, make us something. And I decided to go a little bit bigger than that. And I kind of created the whole university of trials and I knew I wanted to help people get better. But I kind of invented this whole thing and I created logos and YouTube channels and Twitter accounts and all this stuff because that's kind of, you know, I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to overdo it. Um, right, that's, yeah, that's fun. I mean, yeah, and, and I, create, I think, I think whole- we're on the same wavelength here. So, like, I, I know that the joy that can come out of just kind of like creating a new, a new thing and not just like a video that you're going to throw up, but like it's, a it's, whole yeah. new like, and, and uh, look, identity almost. <laughs> I, well, and well, you mentioned identity. That was a point I was just about to get to. So I created this whole professor. F- I mean, like you know, I, I thought, well, yeah, what do I want to, what do I want to call this thing that I'm going to teach people about trials? And I don't know where, but you know, University of Trials sort of made sense. And then I'm like, okay, if it's a university. I need to be this like really weird, dodgy professor. So I brought myself these like, you know, $3 fake glasses that to this day I still wear that don't have lenses in them. And anyone that looks any of the glasses you've ever seen me completely fake. I had a fake pipe. I had a really bad jacket. I actually went into like, what's, what's the name of the shops where you buy like, like a thrift shop or something. What do you yeah, call them? Thrift shop is fine. Because yeah. they're op shops or, yeah, there's a couple of different names we call them in Australia. But sure. I went into one of them and I literally asked the woman at the counter, I said, where are your ugly jackets? <laughs> like That was my <laughs> brief to her. And she pointed me to the back, this beige tan color thing. I put it on and, you know, and that was you know, originally, I guess, where that whole university, uh, and sorry, and the, and the Professor Fat Shady sort of character came from. It's, you know, it's, it, well, I didn't put much thought, think, uh, thought into it. It was a bad jacket, a pair of glasses and a pipe. And it worked. It worked really well. <laughs> it did the job. And then, and then gradually I kind of gravitated away from it because I'm like, it, it's, it's a lot of work. When I, when I was making a handful of videos in my, uh, and that was the thing, when I started, I was doing like green screen work in my garage and it was a huge amount of work. I think at, at its peak, I think I was making five minute videos and I put 25 hours work into each one. You were going, I remember you were going really into that. I was sending you tips on doing green screen stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I, I when I was gonna do it, I'm gonna overdo it, and right. um, yeah, and I think gradually I've kind of scaled it back and went. You know what? I can sit at my computer. I can wear a hoodie. It's cool. Sure, <laughs> I can scale it back and a bit. For uh, for all you guys listening out there, um, there's a, a really great video of outtakes from uh, that first season of University of Trials. So you go search for that one. Maybe I can link that in the description as well. Yeah, uh, is, is that is that the, the yeah the blooper reel right that's just that's <laughs> well it's it's censored I, I i i think i did on a different channel there is actually the uncensored version that i did publish but i wouldn't put it on my own channel so um <laughs> go and find that if you really want it but the censored version's up on the university of trials channel right you still get the idea there's <laughs> yeah, plenty of peeps right. in the in the blooper reel as i oh, remember man. Yeah, and it's funny too because my content, like I, I very really pride myself on making content that is accessible. There's young kids that watch it. You know, I've I've got young children. I want them to be able to watch my stuff. So I think to me, it's really important 
to create content that isn't, you know, in any way sort of, you know, inoffensive because, I mean, there's a lot of young trials players. I've had kids. I mean, I made a video about a kid. I think his name was Noah, um, who was an 11-year-old kid, and his dad posted a link to a video of him completing in um, Eye of the Storm in, you know, a handful of faults. And this is, you know, a 10-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid doing extreme tracks. So, you know, once I realize that, you know, those people are out there and watching my content, I'm really careful and conscious of, you know, the stuff that I put out on at least my channel. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. Of course, you're a, you're a college professor, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. You got you to gotta keep it appropriate for the kids. Exactly. Um, so, so now we've talked about uh, the creation of the University of Trials. So let's maybe dig a little bit deeper into, like, mm. how you go about teaching. Like, what is your philosophy for teaching trials writing to the kind of new players? All right. Well, the, the, main, the main point that I kind of keep coming back to, and it's funny, after, I mean, I've, I've put out, like, 300 videos teaching people how to ride tracks, and there's only a handful of techniques, and it's fascinating to me that I can talk for so long about similar things, but the subtle differences. But the main point for me, um, and I guess the, the philosophy for the channel is to really get like I genuinely believe that everybody can complete an extreme track. Now, if you really want to put in the time to speed run them and to do ninjas and all the rest of it, that's on you. Um, my philosophy is to teach people a te- and f- to find a technique for each and every obstacle that you can consistently and repeatably complete uh, each checkpoint. Uh, and and that, that really is the start of this game, right? If people watch the fastest replays and watch people linking four or five jumps together and hopping between things on their rear wheel and all this stuff, it looks cool, but it's not going to be repeatable for you. So if you're starting out and you try and learn by watching the top replays, you're going to fail because the gap between your skills and theirs is too great. So what I really try and focus on is I slow down the the replays. I don't worry about faults when I'm doing tutorials. And I really just focus on showing people a repeatable and consistent way to just break it down one checkpoint at a time. And sometimes with the really hard tracks, it's half a checkpoint at a time. It might be the first section you do this and then the second part you do this. Um, But if you sort of, you know, as you uh, learn and develop your skills, you realize that once you understand the basics of what you're trying to do, where your body weight needs to be, how you need to approach a jump, um, you know, as you as your skills develop, you'll start to say, well, hang on a second. As I, you know, jump off the jump before this checkpoint, I already know my weight needs to be forward. So I'm going to make sure that when I land my weights forward so I can instantly kind of link the second jump and try and keep things consistent. So it's, it's really about that progression. But my main focus is just on that you know, checkpoint by checkpoint, you know, broken, broken down gameplay um, to get people consistently through each jump. Right. And that's something that I think if you guys, uh, if you guys are listening, you go and you check out some of his tutorials. It's very much it's not about getting that perfect run. It's not about being the best. It's about passing it's about doing what you need to do in order to pass it, and then you can work from there yourself. Because you, that's really what you need in trials is that you need that initial push. Yeah, to, like, I, 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 to, exactly to have it right. click in your mind. They're like, oh, that's how this works. Yeah, and I think that's and then like, I mean, we're going to get into this, I'm sure. But the the that's the the biggest challenge for me is that when you look at trials and you like when you start out in this game, you don't understand the physics, the body weight, the suspension, the you know any of the, the things that are happening. And until you actually can sort of you know visualize it and see it and actually understand what's happening to the bike, it feels random. Like I, I still get messages, like and especially after the, what was it, Games with Gold, where um, Trials Fusion was free for a couple of weeks. Um, 
I started getting a bunch of messages from people that are like, oh, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm using, you know, cheats or, you know, the, the, my bike is different to your bike or any of these things because people don't, um, you know, don't get the subtlety of this game. And I mean, to me, this is what gets me so excited because, uh, you know, I've been playing since 2009 and I'm still learning things. So if you pick this game up two weeks ago and then get frustrated because your front wheel keeps lifting up when you ride up a ramp, it's not the game's fault. It, like, you know, I don't want to be harsh, but it's yours. Like, you haven't learned what you need to do to complete this checkpoint. Don't get frustrated. Don't blame the game. Don't say it's the physics. Don't say I'm cheating. It, you know, you, it's, you know, the game has so much subtlety to the controls that, you know, at the higher level and as you get to the harder tracks, you just need to put in the time to learn the techniques. And, that, and that's hard for people to grasp. People, you know, this day, they kind of, they just want to get in and play it. And, oh, you know, I've, I've played for two or three hours and I've played all the way through the tracks and I've made it to extreme. So I should be good enough to complete them. And that's just right. not the case more often than not. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, with that in mind, I'm going to go back here a little bit. Because when earlier we were talking and you mentioned that Inferno 2 was the first track that you faulted out on. Mm. Um and one thing I really like to talk about with kind of like what we might call pro trials players and people that have, are really experienced with trials, they've been playing for many years. It's like, is is that the first spot where you really felt stuck in the game? Because I know for me, it was earlier than that. It was also in Trials HD, but it was more in the hard range. I believe the track's King of the Hill is what it was called. Yeah. Um, where there's a really steep hill at the front on the boxes and I just couldn't do it. And like for me, what I ended up doing was like, I got, I really got into the editor so yep. I went and I just started building my own tracks and then over time found that I was I was just by the repetition that you go through to like create obstacles and practice them over and, like and over them. and yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah. Um so that, you know, that taught me to be a better trials player um which of course is kind of the opposite of going to YouTube and finding a wonderful person like you to kind of like yeah, give you some yeah. techniques probably a lot faster too because that process took me like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, and the, and the funny so the funny thing is right. I I I I actually recommend people don't watch tutorials. Like if you really want to get the most out of this game and this is, you know, doing myself out of business, right? But I I I I I like I loved figuring this stuff out for myself. Like to this day I won't watch a replay of a track until I get a platinum medal. Like that that's a, a personal thing for me now that I basically refuse to do it. And if I can't figure it out, I will just persist. Now I'm lucky enough, I guess I know enough about the game where that's not overly complex. Um, but with the extreme tracks, it usually takes me a bit. Um but yeah, but anyway, back to your question. I think for Inferno 2, yeah, that that was the first recollection I had of really getting stuck. Like I, I don't recall like I, I know King of the Kill King of the Hill was crazy hard. Um especially trying to zero that was nuts with those first couple of hops. But um yeah, no, I, I don't recall being properly stuck. Uh Inferno 2 I think was the first time I properly timed out. Um, but that was right. multiple times and it was over days. But And it's interesting too. I've gone back and had a look at my achievements on Xbox 360 to figure out when I unlocked that track. In my mind, it felt like it took me about six months to complete Inferno 2. Yeah. I think I got, because I think there's an achievement for just completing all the extreme tracks, right? And I think I got uh, that. I don't recall, but I'm going yeah, to trust you. <laughs> feel free to. Someone will, someone will comment and say I'm wrong. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I ha- and you know, I'm sure someone will look up my achievements and say I'm wrong. But my recollection is that, yeah, it took me about a month or two, and I'd completed Inferno 2. But if that's what people think completing the game is, they're in for a different, you know, that that's just wrong. Because to me, and I think by the time I completed Inferno 2, 
I had the bug. Like then I was like, okay, cool. There's platinum medals. Let's start going back through those things. And it was, I mean, I'd have to go and check this, but yeah, it must have been a year plus before I was talking about platinums on Inferno. Sure. Um, yeah, and actually, yeah, but- one, other, one other little segue I'll mention about part of the reason, or one of the things that inspired me on a, a Trials HD, um, at the time, there was an absolute legend called uh, now Lestropy or Lestropy or whatever is, uh, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I didn't realize uh, for a little while, but this, so this guy was leader of the leaderboards. He was seconds ahead of everybody else on extreme tracks. Like this day and age, there's so much competition at the top level. Everyone knows all the top players and all of them are fantastic and they're all fighting for spots. But back then, there was this one guy that you know, everyone sort of said he was a robot because he was so smooth and so precise and so good. And it took me a little while, but I realized he was actually an Australian. And for me, like, you know, I'm a proud Aussie. And to know that there was an another Australian that was that good and that top of the leaderboards, and I, I can almost remember, I have to go back and find my messages, but I, I think I reached, to him, reached out to him when I was like 50,000th uh, globally on Trials HD and was like, man, you know, you're, you're so cool. You're such an inspiration. Like, I sound like a fanboy, but whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. And to know that he was, uh, you know, he, you know, and I've since spoken to him. I've met his brother um, in a, another video and another weird story. But, um, yeah, but that, but that was really cool to know that, you know, regular people were at, like, and I, and I got to speak to someone who, you know, in my eyes at that time was skills that I couldn't even fathom. And he was another Aussie guy, so I think I think even after seeing that, and I think he must have shared some, you know, just some polite words to me. But I was like, man, if you know, if he can do it, I can at least try and get close. So uh, and yeah, I think yeah, and ever since then, I was sort of you know tried to climb up the leaderboards. Uh, I think at my best, I was probably ninety eighth globally on Trials HD. Um, there you just go. Because, and and funnily enough, because there was a post on the forums which was um, for everyone that hit the top hundred, um, everyone like posted their gamer tag when they made top hundred. And that, to me, was like the pinnacle of my success was to just for a day. And I hit 98th. I posted it on the thread. And I'm like, I'm here. And then like the next day, I was knocked out of the top 100. But that, to me, was like my badge of honor. I did it. I've, 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 I've climbed the mountain. I succeeded. That's great. I honestly, I don't remember what my my peak on Trials career was definitely during Evo. Yep. Um, as far as as far as like leaderboard chasing goes. Um, yeah. But I don't remember. I don't remember what my top spot was. It wasn't close yeah. to ninety eight, though. <laughs> yeah. But look, it, it takes so much time, and 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 it's funny too. I, I kind of got to a point like I still love this game. Like you can hopefully hear when I talk about this. Like I still love this game so much. But no, for I don't me, buy it. I yeah, <laughs> sorry, <this is> so <laughs> fake. Um, kind of, yeah, I've been talking about this since like two thousand and eleven or something. So yeah, man. I'm if this was fake, I'm a damn good actor. Um. But to me, I think just the yeah being a, being able to um, you know uh, put their time and effort into this game, um, I, I kind of made the choice after hitting that point when Evo came out, uh, and I think it was actually when Evo Gold came out that I started a bit more video content or somewhere towards the end. Like a, it, you know, if I was a smart businessman, I would have started my video content when Evo came out. I, I wasn't that clever. So um, <laughs> in, in the end, I think, yeah, to, to me, it was just about, um, yeah, be, being able to yeah, put a lot of sort of time and effort into, actually, I think I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I was too busy thinking, <laughs> I'm too busy thinking about my, uh, yeah, Evo and uh, HD days. But anyway, it's good. Those fun. are good times. Good times. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Evo HD and, of course, Trials mm. Fusion, um, in the Trials Garage this month, we're talking a lot about the difficulty curve in Trials. Mm. 
and the struggles that new players really find when they come into the game. Um, and and basically, you know, the fact that the maybe the in-game tutorials haven't done a, a, enough to give players what they really need to succeed at the game, which, of course, is something we've already talked about a whole lot here. Um, but uh, I would like to get a, a little bit of kind of your thoughts on um, maybe some of the shortcomings of the tutorials we've had so far. Of course, just for a quick recap for everybody listening, uh, HD, as far as I remember, had no tutorials. Um, you just got harder tracks as you progressed. Um, I, I, I've never noticed that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the first track of each of each section, I think, was technically some sort of little introduction track to the new yeah. difficulty. But yeah. it wasn't really a tutorial. It didn't actually teach you anything. It's just no. kind of like, it was all just right, an here's some version. new... Yeah, here's some new, yeah. easier version of the new techniques you're going to need to to complete this next uh, set of tracks. And you know what? And that makes a lot of sense because your first track was was it was Master of Danger or was some, some but your something like track that was called Hello World. And Hello World is actually like you know what's that? That's one of the first things you do in sort of programming classes and stuff. And that should have been your first track, but you put another track ahead of it, which was probably then a tutorial. So that kind of makes sense. I always wonder why Hello World was second. Anyway. Right, um, but yeah, all right. So yeah, I think and, and I think the the danger one came first because it was mm. flashy. It had it was fun. It had lots of explosions, yeah. but it was yeah. still like yeah. super easy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We yeah. I think it's kind of like a trials tradition. The first track has to kind of have some uh, some really kind of like flashy elements to it to like really yeah. hook people in right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, it yeah. needs to be easy. Um, so moving on, quick recap of tutorials and fusion. So Evo, we introduced the license tests, which which still kind of didn't give you a whole lot of instruction, but it was a structured a little bit more like a tutorial. And it, and it kind of introduced the types of obstacles you were going to see in the next, uh, the next set of tracks. And then finally in fusion, um, we added the voiceover, which of course some people didn't really like the voiceovers, but at least the voiceover, uh, <laughs> was able to like give you some instructions. So instead of just like looking at an obstacle and, and having to kind of figure it out, she would yep. say, you know, like, this is kind of what you need to do, really mm, basic mm. level. Um, but at least she was starting to give a little bit of instruction. Um, but that kind of shows the point that, like, up until now, we haven't given a whole lot of instruction in-game on really how to improve. It's just kind of like, here's the bare minimum you need to know to get into the next set of tracks. Go yeah. do it. Which, of course, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, as I mentioned, is kind of like a fun way to, to do trials. And it, it's, you know... That that kind of aspect of trials that's about challenging yourself and like yeah. improving yourself, um, and I think that, yeah, and so it's, so yeah, and I've and I've spoken to you know various people at Redlinks at length about the you know the tutorials and what they do and what they don't do. Um, look, my my biggest criticism of them is they they weren't they weren't enough, and you know the, the more I think about it though, it's a really tough balance because on one hand. There's a segment of players that don't want to be taught stuff. They don't want to sit through, you know, I mean, if I had, a, if I've done 300 videos to teaching people how to play this game, if I added that up, the amount of hours I've put in is ridiculous. Nobody wants to sit through. Also, there's a portion of the player base that doesn't want to sit through and do lengthy tutorials. They're boring, right? But right. there's a, sub, a segment of people that, uh, you know, and, and I actually, I did some reading on this stuff and there are a segment of players that are like, look, I would rather be sort of taught and instructed you know, to be given the foundations, given the basics. And then once I know the basics, I'll enjoy the game more because it will be less frustrating because I actually know what's happening. And it's and it's tough. 
And I can kind of see what you guys, I mean, you know, I mean assuming, I haven't been involved in this, um, you know, fusion or whatever, but um, I kind of can feel that you, you're constrained to a certain extent because you, you only want to give the absolute bare minimum to say, look, here's a bunny hop. And again, in, you know, the, I don't know which tutorial, the second or third one, you say, here's a bunny hop. And you give people, I think it's two examples. One, one you don't need to bunny hop at all. The second one, you kind of need to wiggle the stick a little bit. Neither of them verify that you do a bunny hop properly. And you teach the bunny hop on the roach, which arguably is the bike you're least likely to do bunny hops on. So, but but again, it it was kind of uh, yeah a really kind of just an entry level example to say, listen, here's the bare minimum. If you can fumble your way through this. You get a green light, you move through, and we'll never talk to you again. We never prompt you to go back and revisit them. We don't, you know, suggest any other alternatives. We don't give you more detailed things as your skills get there. We don't come back and say, hey, I can see you're struggling. How about you need more? It's kind of a just a pass-fail exam on the easiest variant of that obstacle, and that's kind of the end of it. Uh, and, that, and that's really, I mean, lucky for me because I've been able to create a YouTube channel and be able to create all this stuff because I, I feel that there's still quite a big void um, that people don't come out of that tutorial series with enough skills to be able to com complete the extreme tracks, for example. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's basically what the question was. Um so, well, here's a, a, a final little piece. Uh, maybe before we wrap it up, we are we are getting close to being our twice as long as our longest <laughs> podcast so far. I told you I'd talk. I told you I'd talk, man. <laughs> no problem. It's been an awesome conversation so far. Mm. Um, so basically, like maybe just like one or two things that you would like to see in tutorials and trials to, to like really kind of give players that extra little bit that they need. Um yeah. Okay, you know, okay. Anything yeah. you got. I mean, I know we've talked about this before uh, in yeah. privately. You've, you've talked to like some of the other developers about this. So probably yeah. some of the stuff we mentioned in the Trials Garage article is stuff that you've already mentioned to us. But uh, I'm not going to tell you what's in that article. So you can really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. And I'll see, uh, I'll see what matches up and maybe I'll go edit some stuff after this podcast. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, so have you written it or not? <laughs> Are you already written it? Uh, the article's like it's like eighty percent done. All right, because because if if you start like if 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 I just rattle off a bunch of things and all of a sudden that matches the article, I'm gonna know you had nothing prepared. <laughs> no, right. I promise. Um, I promise. Most of it's there already. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I can trust you. Um, <laughs> listen, I think. Look, um, the 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 main thing is the bunny hop. Um, I really am critical, and I mean, I just used that example, and I will reiterate it here. I'm really critical of the the bunny hop tutorial and the way that it was done. That, to me, underpins so much of what happens. If you can really understand what happens in a bunny hop, you understand the the physics, the leaning, the you know the the load built up on the suspension, the timing. There's like almost everything else. If if you can properly understand the bunny hop almost every other technique is some part of that in a kind of different environment. And really the second thing I'd probably talk about is throttle control, uh, which is again where you just kind of feather the trigger, um, assuming you're using a controller. These freaks with keyboards do my head in still. But <laughs> <laughs> actually it was Venoms. I've got to give a shout out to Venoms. I think Venoms just beat Blaze JP like yesterday. Yesterday um, on the keyboard. Yeah. Yep. 
on the keyboard. <laughs> I love Venoms. I love Blaze. And dude, that's insane. But anyway, um, for the average person that uses a controller, um, the, your, your average, inst- your, your normal instinct is kind of just hold down the trigger and try and go fast. Um, the problem with this game is that at the harder levels, that doesn't help you. So if, look, if, if, I, if I could, if I could really sort of say to you guys, listen, if you wanted to just focus on a couple of parts, and there's so many things you could focus on, the two foundation pieces that if you can properly, at, le- or at least give people the opportunity to learn about these things properly, making sure you know how to do a bunny hop and making sure you know how to sort of feather the gas, use throttle control, um, that would just, I, I, like, I really think that would be, you know, 50% of the way for most people to get through most tracks. That's, that's usually where people fall. And I think um, once you get those basics, a lot of the other more complicated techniques are building upon those techniques. Like they're, they're you know, uses that and you sort of, you know, bolt on another part to the same thing. Definitely. Awesome. And uh, that and that was a little more specific than what I talk about in the article as the article is a little more broad. So, so, so now you'll know if we re- edit. So now if I know. We're not repeating <laughs> content. <laughs> if, if I see all of a sudden, oh, wow, two bullet points. This, oh, there's, a, there's a new paragraph in this article about <laughs> bunny hops. <laughs> um, oh, and look, and I've got it. And I, it's funny. I, uh, I got to give another shout out to the break. Um, I don't. I don't think people realize how important the break is, uh, both in real life trials and in uh, the the game. Um, slowing down for things, uh, especially. And funnily enough, that's one of the first things that I kind of want to teach people when they start out. Um, actually, it was funny in the trials fusion. There's a tutorial that teaches. Well, it it makes you press the break, and I don't think you need to. Uh, through the, uh, I think I think the only thing you do in all of fusion about the break is tell people you should use it. There's you a break, right? There's a break, here's it. the button for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you literally do nothing about the break. And if you think about, like if you're trying to get a speed, uh, like a, a fast run through a track, a lot of the times the track is designed that if you hit it at full speed, you're going to hit an upward slope on an obstacle, lose all your momentum and slow down. So you need to break, you need to slow down, you need to approach, like, you know, think about the driving line to link all these things together. And... You don't even, I mean, you barely mention the fact that that button exists. And I can imagine people miss that and then play through the next you know, hour and a half of gameplay really not even using it. Um, and and right. that to me is a shame because I think there's a huge amount of benefit from them too. So for, you asked me for a couple of points and there's my three. Sweet. Awesome. I'm going to throw one at you because I also, you know, in my position, I sometimes have to teach people how to play the game. Um and I think for me, and maybe I'm going too complex right away, but the first thing I always try and teach people is the separation of the rider and the bike. Oh, like, yes. Yes. You know, like, like the, the triggers are controlling the bike. The thumbsticks yep. are controlling the rider. You know, yep. And what you do with the rider is what affects the bike. So, yep. like, And I feel like that's a disconnect that a lot of people are not really getting when, yeah, they, no, when no. I watch new players play Trials. That's a that's a really good point, and it's funny too. Every now and again, there'll be a, a an attempt from, I guess, arguably one of your competitors. I use that term loosely, um, but somebody that tries to make a trials like game. And the first thing that I look at is the separation between the rider and the bike. And in every situation I've ever seen, they've not done it, or they've not done it to your extent, and they've not done it as well as you've done it. And because of that the game loses to me about 70% of its value because that separation of the rider and the bike um, is fundamental to the physics, which is then fundamental to the unique gameplay that you get out of this um, out of this thing. So yeah, no, no, I, I, look, I, I probably don't focus, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't focus enough on that, I think. 
But you're absolutely right. I think that is something crucial to understand um, from the outset. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. We have run very long here, but it's been an awesome conversation. And uh, before we wrap, I'd just like to give you an opportunity to uh, to pimp out all of your various uh, endeavors online. <laughs> so feel free. I mean, we've already talked a lot about the University of Trials YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. You also have a Twitch channel. You want to throw out some URLs, tell people where they can find you. Uh, look, just, yeah, look, University of Trials on uh, YouTube, Uni of Trials uh, on Twitter. And to be honest, I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time. So listen, reach out to me there. Um, the, the one thing I'm really passionate about, and I've met a few people in the community, both within the trial space and elsewhere in gaming, um, I genuinely, and I mean, look, I'm, I'm in a lucky enough position where the channel is big enough where it's, you know, it, 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 people know about it, in the trials community at least, but it's small enough where I can engage with a lot of people. Like, I, I was messaging with, like, three or four different people on YouTube comments and Xbox comments and, um, you know, Twitter comments today. I, I genuinely try and make a sincere effort to reply to everyone, talk to everyone, help them where they've got um, a need for it. A lot of my YouTube content is actually based on people requesting stuff, and I don't care if I've covered it three or four times before. If you're not sure, I'll link a video to you, and if it doesn't make sense, I'll then go and make another video for you personally just so we can actually make sure that you get the help that you need. So, um any of those any of those methods and you know these days with social media they all link to each other so if you, if you look up university of trials you'll find me everywhere excellent excellent well thank you a lot professor um for everybody listening i've been shogun talking with professor fat shady of the university of trials um make sure you check out our article this month in the trials garage forum all about the difficulty curve in trials and uh what we would like to do to improve that or at least a few ideas that we've had um until next time I'll see you on the leaderboards. Bye.